0: Welcome to the Dr. Dad's Podcast, where a naturopath and chiropractor come together each week to share lifestyle, medicine, health advice, and inspiring interviews with some of the top experts in health and wellness, bringing you the latest in nutrition, exercise, ancient healing, toxins and detox, your microbiome, mindset, hormones, brain, and much more. Stay tuned. We're going to teach you how to experience growth daily. Everybody, the doctor dad's coming at you again, Nicholas. This is exciting,
1: buddy. We got we had a two week in a row stretch here. We're on a we're on a roll. I right. think our <laughs>
0: listeners were pretty happy that we came back, man. We had a lot of downloads last week, and um, people are happy we're back on track. Um, kind of moving from recovery and performance in the body, we're gonna narrow that that lens a little bit today, and I'm excited, man, because. This is kind of something I think is on everybody's mind on and off.
1: and Especially um, during a, a pandemic when you're fucking <laughs> doors, <laughs> right? Right?
0: <laughs> right.
1: So we're going to talk about sex today, everybody. Yeah. Exciting,
0: right? Everybody That's likes awesome. sex. What's not to like about it? Everybody enjoys it. So me and Nick decided, you know what? There's a lot of information in, in this department. We were just chatting before we got on right now about all the cool things we can share with you guys from the knowledge that we have. Um, but man, where do we start? Um, where do we start with this one?
1: Yeah, I, let's, let's start in the mind because uh, we, we definitely got to speak to it and then let's get into all the the fun stuff that we like to talk about with our patients. Let's do it. So let's talk about, you know, we're going to speak through the lens of uh, of a man obviously, right. We can't speak uh, fully for the female, but hopefully we're going to acknowledge the, the feminine presence as we're speaking to, the men. So one of the things that, that I feel like I've really had to learn uh, that I didn't know as a young child because I don't think we're, you know, sex education in school was extremely limited as far as, you know, understanding the, the role of a man, you know, maybe sensuality, intimacy, building connection and building rapport with your partner and, and finding a, a way to help them feel safe and, and loved in, in the, in, you know, in that intimate environment um, I think as men, I'm going to speak, you know, pretty generally here, we come to the bedroom with an attitude of being deserving, maybe, and uh, we may be more prone to, you know, rejection and feeling like we're, we're sitting in our ego to some degree and, and having an expectation that, you know, any woman who comes our way or maybe any woman who we're in relationship should be interested and in at the same level of intimacy or libido that we are. Um, I'm not going to ask you, what do you, what do you think about that in that sort of, in that first sort of line of, you know, that human connection, maybe drive uh, men have this, you know, outward expression of intimacy where women it is more internal, I think in general. I think you hit it on the head with that last sentence, man. You say we're
0: very external and the women, it's more of an internal experience, right? So, you know, with that connection piece, man, it's funny because, you know, even throughout my marriage with Clarissa, we've had these like ebbs and flows, right? In our sex life. And kind of like, it's kind of like one of those sayings where they say things, uh, what is it? it? Like, um, When you slow cook a meal, it's like the best thing, right? Versus this fast, intense, impulsive thing. So I feel like over the last, because we've been married, we're going on 12 years. um, I've learned a lot more about women, man. And that internal peace and that connection to that that intimacy um, when you move into the bedroom with these things. Because yeah, man, when we're younger and we're full of piss and vinegar as boys and young men, it's just kind of like, caveman style right it's like woman want sex now give it to me almost this kind of we act they probably look at us like you guys are a bunch of dumbasses like that's probably as far as it goes because we're not thinking with our head right so you know moving into my my late 30s now and understanding that connection piece and the intimacy intimacy piece it's it's kind of like the sex is the very last piece of the process.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And, I, you know, I can't even say it's the last piece because there's some cool stuff that comes after mm-hmm. now at this point in my life energetically with, with what happens in the bedroom. so, But there's just a whole lot going on before now and it makes the whole experience a whole lot more fun for mm-hmm. both people um, because I, I have more connection now with that intimacy in my life than I probably ever have. And it's really because of the process, right? We talk about process all the time that we go about this and it varies, right? I mean, we'll talk about those things in a second, but it's funny that you say that because, you know, with Clarissa, you talk about the rejection piece, right? I've been rejected plenty of times by my wife, right? She's mm-hmm. like, get away from me, go away. <laughs> and, that's, and then other times, right? Like they may be in that mood, uh, you're being playful. And then they're like, yeah, let's, let's do this. Let's get down. And it's like, sweet. That was a win, <laughs> What did I do right, right I mean, there? Like, what right? was her- <laughs> you're like? I don't know. Was it just her? Was she just in the mood? Like, what happened? What happened different there? <laughs> you know. But then there's the times where it's like you draw a nice hot bath and you get in a bath with your with your woman and you rub her feet and give her a nice massage and you guys have that intimate time, you know, together and you're kind of like setting the space and the mood and the energy for what's about to come and there's this like excitement of what's coming and. You know there there's a lot that goes into that too right so
1: yeah i like That's beautiful both. i was i was trying not to visualize you guys in the time yeah, right i know but it's it kind of exciting though right <laughs> but you know what i'm saying right oh like, absolutely it, this yeah. varies
0: it varies yeah. in the playfulness and and how you you make you end up in the bedroom and have that time but it's funny man like as we're getting older i really appreciate the internal piece of that and I, we and me and clarissa as of late, just energetically speaking, you know, with our sex life, it's on a whole other level now,
1: man. Yeah. It really yeah. is. I'm I'm glad you're speaking to that because, you know, part of this discussion for, for some people may, maybe they're in polyamorous relationships or maybe they're in, you know, going from one relationship to the next, but there's something really profound about being with that same partner and finding that uniqueness and curiosity and the playfulness as you spoke to and and maybe strategy even to how to you know make that deeper connection so the intimacy and and just it grows like it, it changes and i again you're talking about the caveman again no skills whatsoever you know i don't think any guy really has unless they've you know learned from a master but it's really that sort of caveman style. I, this is this, I'm deserving, you know, me, Tarzan, Eugene kind of, you know, dialogue or, or experience. And really it's a total transformation as time goes on, because it's, it's really, you know, I think earlier on it was all about, you know, ejaculation and finishing, and I, I want to make sure I feel good and not that I would ever, you know, come into an, directly or cognizant uh, of that experience internally but what that's transformed into is is how do i serve and be with my woman and help her feel special and loved and cared for and and that's become uh, the total priority and that that actually is much more exciting for me than than anything that's coming my way because that participation the building up and that being in in that uh, connected committed. You know evolving relationship um is you know i wouldn't trade that for anything
0: i'm with you man it's it's very different and there is no comparison it's kind of like meditation when you're younger sex is so superficial and outside of you right and then as you get older and you find you know you are married or whatever you have a partner however that works and you build this different relationship with that behavior in the bedroom, it's it's so internal, mm. right? Like you're beyond your five senses of this outside world. You're in this whole other, whole other realm of experience on the sensory aspect, but they're not our five senses. Yeah. Beautiful. I hope that, ma- I hope that made
1: sense. It did. I'm, yeah. I think this is such an important topic. I'm glad we're discussing it. And it's funny because as I'm speaking, I feel there's a part of me that sort of wants to hold back and, <laughs> not get not give away too many details but it's that's that's the power of editing after we're there you go (laughs) (laughs) all right but uh so so we talked about connection uh, intimacy building intimacy you mentioned the bath i love that uh massage you know that's that's a you know finding a way to be you know um seductive in in our in our connection right and and in a way that a woman was going to receive that because they respond with different hormones. Oxytocin is really important for, for, for women. And again, I, I don't want to speak for all women. Maybe some women have a different preference when it comes to sexual intimacy. But for, let's say, a, a big majority of women, they respond through a different profile of hormones and oxytocin is that that feeling of connection that feeling of safety that feeling of being able to be vulnerable and you know that willingness to be with that partner that desire you know a lot of that is stirred with that that connectivity hormone oxytocin whereas men i think we can kind of go from zero to 100 to some degree with intimacy it maybe it's just you know a look at your partner uh the way she moves the way she talks the way she dresses or whatever it is there's lots of you know visual stimuli for for any I'm speaking for myself right now when it comes comes to my wife um, that just kind of get me thinking right and turn turns that you know that fire on inside whereas women it's really more about how is that partner showing up and, and again maybe this isn't early on in relationship there's a lot more magnetism obviously when couples are new but you know as time goes on how do we stir that as men and help to help them kind of get into that perfect chemistry of hormonal bliss that would you know uh that would be more supportive or conducive for for sex that evolves right yeah you know i remember when i was younger when inclusive first
0: got married it was more of like you're saying the visual the physical right but it's weird now the same things i think that would trigger her back in the day they don't they're not triggers for her anymore for Mm -hmm. that intimacy right like I'll catch her when I'm like doing something that I completely think has nothing to do with anything. And she's like, Oh, you're turning me on so much right now. And I'm looking at her like, what? Like, And it may be like, I'm just being a very loving dad, right? Like I'm just loving on Diego, or I may be deep in thought with something we're talking about with work. And she's just like, oh, like you're brilliant. And, you know, like little things, right? But Mm -hmm. but you wouldn't think like when we were young kids, that wasn't anything that was kind of making that connection. So it's cool, man, how it evolves. And I think you have to have some awareness there with your partner, you know? Yeah. And and uh, like you're saying, that vulnerability plays a big role too.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know uh, for uh, in our relationship, anyways, uh, when when Sonia gets a chance to be out of her head and more into her body, more into her femininity, you know, doing more self care, um, and for her, she deeply feels more connected, more feminine when she's in ceremony and doing, you know, a daily practice or or serving women and you know being around. Girlfriends, <clears throat> these are all ways that help to stimulate or invoke that femininity. Um, you know, you're a business partner too with your wife, and when women are stuck more in, a, a, I guess, a masculine role of doing, 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 they're not in their space of freedom and ceremony and connection in the same kind of way, and that can be a detriment to to intimacy. So I think you know creating that space helping to encourage uh your partner to be you know loving towards themselves and help them you know maybe send them for a massage or you know, doing these little things some flowers and and all that stuff as silly as they may seem they actually go a long way to helping to build that intimacy
0: well and i would say even a little bit of of the playfulness right so i don't want to sound like we're getting too old everybody like doesn't like just turn into this very like right? Like the evolution doesn't always have to be the oh, older and it's this way now. I think <laughs> I think as we grow, right, as yeah. we, as we move into the ladder, we still need to have that playfulness that we had as mm-hmm. young kids, right? Definitely. So Clarissa sent me this video on social media she shared with me yesterday. It was hilarious by the way, so I'm gonna share it. So it shows this guy on a zoom call at the table and he's all serious. And then his wife's actually filming him while he's on the zoom call and on the bottom it says, flash your husband to build some intimacy while he's on a zoom call and see what he does. So she actually flashes him while he's on his zoom call. (laughs) And the guy looks up and like, he's trying not to like acknowledge that his wife's doing this. And he like, gets this real straight face and he's like pointing his finger, like go away, like telling her go away. And then like, he hits mute and he looks up and he says, okay, you keep taking stuff off. Don't be, don't be messing around. You take another piece of item off and we're going upstairs. We're going to take care of that. But like, Her comment was like, be playful with your husband, right? And flash him while he's on a Zoom call. I mean, COVID's, you know, created all this stuff, right? So, like, people are on top of each other all the time. But that playfulness is important, man. And I think as adults, we can get a little boring with that stuff and forget that we're always still kids. Yeah. And there's a time and place for those things. But why not, right? Like, Mm -hmm. why not just have fun with it sometimes?
1: So good. I, I that's a perfect segue into uh into sort of the next topic. Like let's talk about men. You know, we can talk about women too, but let's talk about men who have challenges uh with erections and challenges in the bedroom and testosterone. Let's kind of talk about that uh that mixture of challenges that men, many men experience as they as they age. Well, I would say the two biggest things that
0: you're gonna hear, you know, in, in our department for men is erectile dysfunction and low libido. Just in general. And these are kind of some of the complaints I will get with a lot of my patients and clients over the years is, Hey doc, do you know anything that'll help me with this? And so, you know, when we're, when we're talking about any issue, when it comes to performance in this department, it's neurological, man, like we're talking about your master system, and this is communication again. So one of the main things that, that I, I, that I kind of discuss with people, and we've talked about this many times in the other podcasts is when your nervous system is not in a state of homeostasis and it doesn't have reactivity, okay? And you can't control, you know, that tone from parasympathetic to sympathetic and you lose that integrity of your vagus nerve again, this is like the lifeline. You're going to have a really hard time with your libido because when you're in that stressed survival defense mode neurologically, your body isn't thinking about sex. It doesn't it could give two shits about having sex and it's not going to perform well. So libido is going to go way down you're not going to have an interest you know it's funny I remember when I first started my practice I had like a two three year stint where my libido sucked man and I had just gotten married but I was so stressed from work and trying to build the business that like I'd get home sometimes and Clarissa would want to get down man and like I just I didn't have it and I would tell her and I felt really guilty about it man so that's me coming forth and just being honest with our listeners because this is a real thing man I think Every male at some point in time has dealt with libido issues. Now, I've never had the ED problem, right? But mm-hmm. as far as just being in the mood and wanting to sometimes, when you're exhausted and you're in that full-blown stress, fight-or-flight type mode
1: and you stay there too long, yeah, your libido goes to shit, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I can second that on many different occasions and when stress is, when stress is there. Another one just like in reality of of the the lifestyle we live, I find that when I'm fasting too, my body's too busy, you know, doing other things. It has no interest in, or or I have no interest, that that libido just disappears. Mm -hmm. And it was interesting um, just getting into fasting a little bit more and just different kinds of stress, really. That's a a fastings a stress on the body too. It's requiring, or it's making your body heal in different kind of areas and and doesn't want to expend energy uh, in intimacy. We, were, we did this detox retreat in the Philippines where we fasted for like 12, 14 days, and my God, Sonia was in her bikini every day and looked unbelievable, of course. And um, you know, we're on this desert island. there's hardly anyone around, but my libido was like gone. Like it just wasn't there and it's like disappointing. And I think back now and going, like, man, that was a magical time. And there's, there's been multiple you know many moments throughout my life, and, and I think like you know stress with business and just you know, that earlier time with business growth. Um, those were all you know variabilities and fluctuations and it seemed like you know in that experience you know your you and your partner just really aren't on the same page right when you're when you're going through some of that heavier stress stuff because often it's one partner has greater interest than the other and there's that feeling of rejection all that other stuff that goes on but um so let's talk about like that nervous system piece what is that what's what's a correction and and like what do you do despite the stress of the world that we're that we're under?
0: So first thing I would say is if you're finding that this is a problem, like we're talking, the libido is starting to drop out, you need to have that awareness of of where you're at. So that tells you you're under a lot of stress. So so you kind of have to just start at that point and think, okay, what do I need to start changing in my lifestyle as of now to make some changes? So you know, of course, there are some active things you can do. We talk about all the time, go get NIS done and go get an adjustment. You can go get neural feedback. I mean, there's things like that, right? But let's let's scrap all that stuff to the side for a second. Say, so what can you just do right away? Well, number one is like work on your sleep. Make sure you're getting good rest. Mm-hmm. Uh, clear some things off the plate. If your plate's overstacked and you just got too much things on your plate and you're running at too higher RPMs, you need to slow down. So I use this analogy with a patient the other day. I was like, buddy, it's kind of like you're running your car at like 92 miles an hour all the time. And you need to be more like at 72 all the time. And your body just cannot handle that extra 20 miles per hour, right? Mm -hmm. So that's, that's awareness, man. And like, I think a lot of people just think, oh no, the more I do, the better. And I'm just gonna stay at this pace. But the reality is you've gotta learn how to slow down sometimes. So that would be a big piece, man, is for sure getting rest, getting your sleep, slowing down, right? And the magic word there is the rest and recovery piece. Like we talk, it's not, it's not, you know, adding more stress or just ignoring it. So now making those choices, the whole other ballgame, but you gotta, you gotta make some shifts, man. You can't really stay on the same path that you're on is the biggest thing. And then yeah. it's, there's an emotional mental piece to some of that. Like I said, when I started my business, I think a lot of it was emotional, mental, mm-hmm. So I probably needed to implement things back then to do a little bit better with that piece of the puzzle. But yeah, man, all those things will highly affect, you know, that performance and that state of your nervous system and will just massively disrupt
1: this, man. Mm -hmm. Big time. And then let's look at the behaviors that coincide with that higher stress, alcohol. Mm -hmm. Alcohol, you guys listening, that's an estrogen inducer. The more alcohol you drink, the more estrogen you're going to produce in your body. And it's it becomes, you know, a crutch to help us move through stress. It's it's not a helpful crutch, but it it is what it is. You're gonna squash your testosterone, you're gonna raise your estrogen. That's just a a foundation. And again, on the other end, like we could we don't need to get into toxicity, but toxicity is you know driving up estrogen load in the body, and there's all sorts of issues around just over overwhelm with toxicity Uh, you can go back and check some of the other episodes out uh, where we talk about detoxification but those are massive massive disruptors for your hormonal system when we're stuck in that state of toxicity yeah and just eating your crappy diet right i mean you're like you
0: talk just baseline of like your insulin sensitivity are you eating right eating crap all the time eating a lot of sugar and processed carbs and fats and yeah so not going to get away with very much when you're eating crap all day either so
1: yeah, yeah, and on that topic of insulin, I mean, insulin and testosterone inversely re- in in an inverse relationship, right? So when insulin's high, your testosterone's not going to be high, and you know, so the how we're eating, how we're drinking, how we're recovering, how we're sleeping, all those things are going to interfere with uh, with that hormone. Um, so, so believe it or not, gents, you can overeat and kill your libido. Yeah, yeah. So enter mm-hmm. fasting, enter intermittent fasting, right? You know, there's great studies to show that, you know, 16 and 8 can cause a, an 180% increase in your testosterone. So there's some things just, you know, without any serious intervention that you can do, stop snacking, sh- you know, shrink your meal window, and you're going to have a, an increased response in that testosterone because your body's not busy dealing with that hormone insulin or too busy with the digestive process. So that's, that's a quick little one uh, for the hormonal piece.
0: Well, another quick one, just since we're talking about that, just to keep it simple, is exercise. Mm -hmm. So, one of the most powerful exercises to do to improve on testosterone is just doing squats. Mm -hmm. So, just do some air squats. If we haven't lifted weights in a while, then after a while, if you get good at that, start doing some weighted squats. But squatting—that those dynamic type movements like squatting—help a lot with increasing testosterone levels. So, that's one of the easier things you can do to try to get that testosterone up. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And since we're on this track, you know, red light therapy, some great research on using red light. You can shine it right on the, the right on your testicles, man. Yeah. yeah. You got it. And Get it right I, there.
0: Yeah. That's in Greenfield great talks shine. about that all the time.
1: <laughs> yeah. And I played with that a little bit. Um, yeah. Yeah. And uh, yeah, you notice, Do you notice share. a surge. Yeah. yeah. You notice it. I I'm sharing now it's okay. it's I've, I've used a, a small red light device and I, you know, enter that into the, into the mix and it's been it's been a powerful tool um awesome. and then sometimes i'll even you know sit you again you might not want to do this by your partner but sometimes you'll just put it drop it down into the the shorts while we're watching a show the red light does get a little warm so you <laughs> when it's right right close to the skin you may not you know you may want to limit the amount of time but many people are getting home units for these red light devices where you can stand in front of it for 10 to 15 minutes and whatnot so yeah. red light's another one uh, check your vitamin d levels. Right, vitamin D. Low vitamin D is definitely correlated with poor hormonal expression. So that that can have an effect. Uh, And I think we underestimate vitamin D. I mean, it's really a hormone. Uh, It's a vitamin for sure, but it's uh, it's really it operates more like a hormone. And so when any when you have hormonal deficit in any area, it could be thyroid, it could be you know growth hormone because you're not sleeping well and not recovering well. Uh, Vitamin D is right up there. Uh, But going back to exercise, man, like that's that's a big one. you know, I always say for people, especially those that aren't exercising regularly, this is really more for your brain. You know, when you start to clear some of that clutter, you because you've been moving, you're stimulating that the brain um, when you're moving, and you start to feel better about yourself because a lot of you know, a lot of times that low libido can just be a feeling of low self-worth, not being consistent and committed to something. You know, and as men, we project our energy. So we need some outward, you know, expression of that energy. And that really helps to build that that confidence um yeah by by being active
0: so i would say cardio man like even it doesn't have to be a time but just 30 minutes of cardio to so three times a week the other benefit there is just finding your breath you know like we're talking the nervous system totally you know we talk about the breath all the time so whether it's running or you're doing yoga or you just decide to do some wim hof breath work or something Finding your breath can do massive things to get your nervous system back into that calm, relaxed state, and that will actually help your body start moving back more towards that anabolism, that healing, that repair. Remember, everybody, this is very simple. When you are stuck in fight or flight, you're in catabolism. Body's breaking down. But when you can return back to that calm, relaxed state, that's that homeostasis of where we're supposed to exist, we're anabolic we repair, we heal in real time, and the body really does what it's designed to do very, very well. And you can't out-supplement that, you can't do all these other things. When the nervous system is not in the right tone or it doesn't have reactivity, forget it, man, after that. Yeah. So that's huge, man, the
1: breath, the exercise, yeah. Well, let's talk about some, some of the quicker, maybe not long-term solutions, but in some cases they are. Uh, BHRT, so Bioidentical Hormone Replacement Therapy. This is something we do a lot of in our clinic. Uh, I would say this is definitely much more specific for men, you know, 45 and older, or even, you know, sometimes earlier, depending on the individual. Um, One of the, a couple of things we teach, everything that we already spoke to, but the other thing, the main one is that you, it's your brain to testes communication. So your brain's releasing a hormone called luteinizing hormone, which stimulates the testes to secrete testosterone. And sometimes there's, again, toxicity, that stress, all that communication pathway that David was speaking to in the neurological system can be an interference. And get this, for most men from the age of 25 to 40, there's a decline in your testosterone by 50%. And so by the time we get into our 40s, we tend to have lower libido as a result of that lower testosterone. So in some of our male patients, you know, we'll do the blood work, we'll we'll check everything out. And in fact, many men, most men, they have the symptoms of low energy, weight gain, you know, last uh, uh, insomnia or difficulty sleeping or poor sleep or feeling like they're sleeping all the time, that fatigue, that lack of interest, uh, that lack of purpose, Irritable. irritability, uh, all yeah. that coincides with this uh, lower level of testosterone in, in most cases. The interesting thing is the thing that's not tested for often is this, uh, there's a protein that gets released from the liver called sex hormone binding globulin. And this protein binds 98% of your testosterone. So when people are in high stress, high estrogen, you know, too much alcohol, liver stress, medications, whatever is creating that upregulation of toxicity, even the, you know, the xenoestrogens like mercury, lead, and some of the other heavy metals, these things will drive up this protective binding protein it interferes with like i said 98 percent of your total testosterone expression so just getting a total t on your blood work is not enough you need to know more details and then you know what we do going forward like david's going to talk about some natural things too but what we would do going forward would be you know recommend the prescription for you know testosterone, maybe DHEA, maybe something to, to block or help to detox that estrogen. And now we've got a plan to take people from um, you know, a low normal testosterone into a high normal testosterone. And let's say eight times out of 10, that is the difference maker for these men. And it can happen very quickly. There's creams, there's injections, there's different ways to do it, but um, that's a powerful one uh, that works very, very well. And we talked about all the reasons why testosterone is going to be in, inhibited, but let's talk about some uh, alternative solutions that you've, uh, you've kind of worked with your patients on.
0: You know, man, a while back, I was blessed to come across um, some supplements that were recommended by a company I love working with, Optimal Health Systems. And uh, the guy that, that uh, runs that company has a big background in sports performance and and recovery and things like that. And um, I was at a conference one time and, you know, we're learning about, you know, helping athletes and things. And he just kind of does this side note. He's like, oh, and this stuff's natural Viagra. And so we all kind of look at him like, we'll tell us, you know, how does that work? So I use uh, a supplement called Muscle RX that I put a lot of people on either to just support the musculoskeletal system for better integrity of the spine or for my athletes for pre-post workout to build muscle and things like that. But this supplement alongside with a nitric oxide supplement that we use called OptiNitric is pretty incredible, man. So like I'll tell my patients for, for really just increasing testosterone over time, getting their libido up and even helping with the erectile dysfunction, this stuff's like natural Viagra. So I'll tell them take eight muscle RX and do about four OptiNitric, about 30 to four, 45 minutes before you feel like you're going to get down with, with your lady friend or whoever that is and, And honestly, man, it's amazing. I put it to the test before I started prescribing it or (laughs) telling my patients about it, but it's been one of those things, man, where everybody's loved it. They come back and they're like, give me a high five. Like, thanks doc, that was awesome. It's helping a ton, but really good stuff. So optinitric, man, this stuff, nitric oxide helps perfuse tissue, right? It's gonna help us circulate better. So for many of you that don't understand erectile dysfunction, the big issue there is you cannot pull blood into your penis. So, if you can't even get blood to perfuse that tissue, we're gonna have a really hard time getting an erection, even maintaining a good erection during sexual intercourse. So, you know, I take, you know, you give this stuff to athletes for working out, literally just to get blood to pull into the muscles so they can get a better pump when they exercise. So, why not do this before you're gonna have sex to get a better pump in your penis, to be honest with you? That's the first time I think I've said pump your penis, but. <laughs> so there's a first but, time for everything right, this but, but, yeah but in all honesty man this stuff's amazing so i kind of tell people it kind of turns you into king kong a little bit because not only will you get that nice pooling of blood you get a good solid erection but it will last for a good amount of time and it's not like Viagra where you're going to get stuck with a boner for 4 hours and possibly have to go to the hospital if it doesn't go down right so and you don't have to worry an about unfortunate like, situation right and you don't have to worry about like the whole like heart conditions and all that stuff with Viagra that some people have to but yeah. kind of a home run for that man i so really i really like this stuff
1: the the tagline there was king kong penis pump Yes, in King case, Kong, penis just so we can put it all together. into. Yes, it. we need to put that in the show notes. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like that. It's for, the acronym is KKPP. There, there you go, so I like it. Yeah. So that's good. I mean, David's bringing up a really, a really big piece in conjunction with erectile dysfunction. So we talked about hormones and all those other influences that can massively affect ED and libido. Uh, but the other one, blood flow, I mean, that's significant. Think about how many people are dealing with low-grade chronic blood pressure issues or just cardiovascular diseases they don't know about. And again, not going upstream to find out what the reasons are for this you know, poor blood flow. Uh, again, you know, insulin resistance would be a, a massive, massive influence to, to uh, blood flow and to all the members that need to be swollen from time to time. Um, and so that would be a big one. Or well, even digestion, right? Yeah. So real quick, the other one on my list was enzymes. So
0: why enzymes? People are thinking, well, what do enzymes have to do with you getting an erection? Well, if you have a big meal before you come home and let's say you go to a nice dinner with your wifey or whatever, and you guys are going to possibly have some fun in the bedroom, if your stomach's still full you're digesting, your gut's going to take priority over pulling blood to anywhere else in the body. So you've probably noticed some of you who are listening, if you've overstuffed yourself and had a huge meal and then you've tried to do those things after, you probably don't perform as well as you normally do. And this is because your body's still trying to digest your dinner. So enzymes can help a lot. Just pop two or three enzymes before you eat. That'll help you assimilate those nutrients and digest a little bit more efficiently. So by the time it's time to actually perform, that circulation, that perfusion will be there for you. So enzymes actually can play a little bit of a role here.
1: Yeah, well, let's talk about even like so you're going out for dinner, you're you're planning your evening, you're setting the stage. What do you eat when you go for dinner to help uh, enhance the the bedroom experience? Should you eat a big boatload of pasta? Because you, you got a carb load before the night. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> Oysters. Oysters, Doc. Right? Oysters, yes. The aphrodisiac. Um,
0: I don't know, man, tell me, let's go, let's go. You let, let me know what's a good well, meal there. I, it was just, I was just
1: referencing some of, uh, uh, I was thinking back to some of uh, what was in, uh, Tim Ferriss's book, the four hour yeah. body. He gets into a lot of this stuff and, and I rec- definitely recommend, you know, if you're interested in this conversation, read that chapter. Uh, also read the chapter in Dave Astry's book. I think it's called headstrong. I think he gets into a lot of the stuff that we're going to talk about next. Um, but he talks about male libido and and enhancing things but so tim ferris yeah, he has a whole stack of things that he does but one of the things he does he, he does a high high protein meal so he'll do like you know steak or whatever uh beef typically uh, on that night of not and again without having too much but uh there's some uh there's some strategy there with with the animal proteins to help upregulate that uh Sure. that caveman inside you, I guess. Yes, sir. Um, and then the other thing that he does, and I think this is in conjunction with this section of the chapter, but you know, he, he would use things like chromium and um, uh, Google maybe and some other uh, herbs to help, gymnema to help sort of regulate that blood flow. Um, he'd also coordinate uh, he, a lot of his stuff that he teaches would be you know, doing some wall pushups in the, in the, in the restroom of the bathroom to just do a little mini workout, even some air squats, before you, you know, before you consume the food so that you're upregulating uh, these proteins and these receptors that help to shunt that fuel into the muscle instead of, you know, being a stimulus for insulin and storing as fat. So little, little, some little lifestyle hacks that I think- uh, Well, the nitric oxide there.
0: dump, man, maybe I need to put a bit of video on our, on our social media for people after this episode, that quick uh, nitric yeah. oxide dump that Mercola showed us. Totally might work right before. Yes, yeah, you could pre-game. do that.
1: You could do that while she's uh, getting changed, and there you go. Or you could do that in the bathroom uh, of the restaurant <laughs> that you're in. It'll right. All be interesting. <laughs> Biohack. It'll yeah. work either way. Yeah but yeah there's there's a lot to be said i mean even just that one alone just exercise you know say you did eat a heavier meal great to just do like throw in some air squats do a do 20 do do something to just activate the muscle system so that you're getting some of that energy just going into glycogen storage as well uh and then what about wine is wine yay or nay when it comes to that evening
0: well you know you talked about alcohol but i would just say keep it light man yeah you know um You overdo it there, you're probably not going to have the best performance. So I would probably stick with some wine. We always talk about dry farm wines for dinner instead of like the toxic stuff. But just keep it light, man. You know, I've just found when it's too
1: heavy, it just kind of dampens everything. Yeah, definitely. And then um, okay, so we talked about some biohacks, some recovery stuff. What was it? What else was on the list? That we oh we want to touch in on some uh, the. Stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I'll let you start that one up, man. Okay. So what about self-pleasure? You know, what about masturbation? What about, you know, frequency of ejaculation? This is, you know, Dave and I've been talking about this, uh, you know, for, for a few months just on, you know, personal practice and, and what, what's normal. What's our, let's just erase the word normal. What's most effective and it turns out for men, I mean, there's this Taoist formula. And again, you can reference uh, Montauk Chia's work. I think it's, what's the name of the book? Enhancing Males or Sexual Energy or something like that. Yeah, something like that. Something like that. Great book though. Great, great book. And it really, it, he calls it learning sexual Kung Fu, a way to really utilize and conserve your chi, your, your prana, your life force energy through limiting how much uh, ejaculation happens. And I've seen this with uh, with men who have maybe a, a more active sex life or masturbation frequency that they tend to, when we check their blood, blood work, they definitely are running lower testosterone. And so when you think of it, let's take it into an Ayurvedic perspective. Um, there's there's these phases of building tissue in the body where, where eventually the food gets transformed and it goes through the tissues of the, of the digestive system. It gets Turn into like a structural integrity for your cardiovascular system, and it's it's more of like a physical thing, and then it moves into the fat tissue. Eventually, the most um, potent juice in the body, or the most uh, the the tissue that has to go through the most transformation, becomes the seminal fluid or the reproductive fluid for, for women, uh, the mucus. Uh, but in men, it's your semen, and so next to semen is this sort of is is basically your life force energy. And in chinese medicine they call your kidney uh jing Uh, it's it's basically a a resource that can become when depleted we're accelerating aging so there's this taoist formula which you can look up in his book that kind of tells you based on your age how often ejaculation can happen so in his in his process what he teaches is sexual kung fu where you retain the sperm and so you get into a practice of learning how to retain it despite being in you know being having sex with your partner and being intimate and all those things but it's through this conservation process that helps to build this internal chi this internal power in the body and it's interesting because after having read that book it's really transformed my relationship to you know what what it means for masturbation what it means to be really authentic and clear about nourishing your body with the right kinds of foods and what it takes to build these, you know, these fluids and tissues in the body. And and as we continuously exhaust things in all the different ways that we talked about, it becomes a massive burden on on our testosterone and and our ability to express ourselves and just to be, you know, to be in relationship because we're constantly releasing this vital, vital energy.
0: So what would you say, brother, would be... Some good habits here as far as maybe how often to do something like this or how to know when to build it up and then how to know when to give it a good release. I mean, I think as males, uh, we all go through these cycles, like you're saying, right? Where we're building more of this stuff up and or we're in depletion depending on life and our stress levels. But we kind of, I, I kind of feel personally like there's these peaks. Mm -hmm. right and like we've all felt those as males and we kind of feel like we're overloading like the testosterone is is peaking in our bodies and I mean you're going to feel this many different ways from there's more sexual attraction you know you you you, the more visual and there's certain things in your environment that will trigger your hormones and your desires and and things like that and that's kind of when I start to pick up on it like I'm like okay things are getting a little too much for me now and Every time I see Clarissa, I'm, you know, taking a peek at her butt or, you know, just checking her out or, you know, we're getting dressed in the morning and just little, little things, right. Like that normally wouldn't like cause a rise all of a sudden it's constant. Right. So like, how do you play that ebb and flow, man? Yeah. Well, I
1: think, you know, the, yeah, obviously I don't have all the answers, but I'll just tell you what we do or what I do. Um, I, I really, that's when I, that's when the play comes in. And like you said, you know, the peak around the corner, she gets of the shower, she's changing. Maybe I'm coming over and giving her a hug or, you know, and being flirty and, and that kind of stuff, just to let her know that I'm thinking about her. And, uh, and I think that there's, again, a ton of different ways to help uh, facilitate that energy, but it becomes for us men anyways, like maybe, maybe women relate in the same way. Again, we'll have to bring on a sex expert from both, you know, genders, uh, to to talk about this, but uh, I know for me, like there's there's this yeah this mounting this building you know frequency that's, that's happening, and it's it becomes a very strong force in my mind. Like I I, I find that I have to find ways to utilize that energy, and that's what Mantak Chia talks a lot about is. Is it allow yourself to feel that? But then you know, he's got a whole practice of breath work and the microcosmic orbit. It's called where you're basically channeling the energy up your spine because that that sexual juice, that rasa, that that information that's coming from that love and that attraction is actually something that that is profoundly effective and important for raising consciousness and so learning how to direct that energy especially because you know there's not always going to be time when you want to be with your partner and so how do you channel that flow and and i think what becomes an easy a default for us as as men and again and as women as well i'm sure is masturbation i just got to get this feeling out uh, i just gotta like i gotta be able to focus on my day so i can get it out and it's, it's it's not actually the way to truly cultivate this energy because we can actually build on this and then not get stuck in the fantasy because I think that's where a lot of us can get stuck. We keep fantasizing. I mean, it becomes so, you know, so much in our forefront. And I think this is where a lot of people in relationship, you know, stray from their partners because they get so stuck in the fantasy. They don't know what to do with that energy that they have. And then, you know, someone gives them a little bit more intention, maybe than their wife or their husband, depending on the situation. And it starts to, you know, we start to divert that fantasy maybe onto someone else. So all that stuff's important, but how can we channel it actually internally and turn it into a spiritual practice for ourselves? And that's, that's all the teaching of Montauk Chia.
0: You know, one of the things I've noticed that honestly helps me there, because like when you start to tip, like, like you're saying, so... Instead of just defaulting to, oh, I'll just masturbate and just get it over with, like you're saying, because I think that's just like the easy way out. Yeah, uh, I find that doing a really good uh, intense like hit workout mm-hmm. or heavy lifting workout is phenomenal during these periods. Yeah. So like you kind of feel it building up and it's weird now, but now in my life, I get this craving to lift heavy or lift weights or just do more physical things uh, with my training when I feel that. Yeah. And, and it's interesting because it does chill it out. It yeah. really does. Like it kind of will like reset you a little bit, calm, calm that down a little bit, right? And trying to level you out a little bit. So I would say a good solid workout lifting heavy heavy things.
1: Mm-hmm. Would be well, actually, like I would say it's not squashing the experience. It's actually channeling it. Like, no, and and I love the here. way
0: you talk. Yeah, yeah, I love the way you're describing it, man, because it is energy. And yeah. if we would, as as individuals, men and women, see it as energy versus just the next ejaculation and just yeah. getting my rocks off so I feel better, right? Mm. I think we could utilize utilize it much better as far as like you're saying, let's use it for meditation. So I'm gonna I'm gonna take all this energy and I'm gonna go and have a good meditation today. And utilize it that way like how amazing would that be right yeah and then like i'm saying or go to the gym and have a good workout at the gym um anything else you can think of a good sauna
1: a cold shower anything that that puts a you know a way to channel that that stress and that energy into like into your vitality into your resilience because i mean even you're building a muscle resiliency by not masturbating Mm-hmm. You know, and by, by not just releasing and you know letting the pressure off, like that pressure is there and it's a vital force that you can actually utilize in in a really powerful way. On that note, I do want to talk about just syncing up with your partner. I think there's something very interesting, especially if you're with a partner who's still cycling, still menstruating, that you'll notice like you can see it in their vibration, you can see it when they're interested and when they're not, and and there's a whole cyclical pattern to intimacy, and and so as women move you know, out of menstruation, closer to ovulation, they're going to be poof, really... poofs, buddy. It's the poofs. Do you know what I'm
0: talking about? No, tell me more. Tell me more. So I, I, we have this joke, me and Clarissa, and I always tell her, like, you're poofing, and she just will laugh. <laughs> and so some of the listeners are like, what the hell are you talking about, right? So I can... Buddy, it's weird, but I pick up on her pheromones. Yes. That's that's so, was- so. It's interesting that you're saying that because, like, I will notice these times with, within her cycle. Of I, I tell her all the time. I'll go over to give her a kiss and I'll kiss her on like her neck or her cheek, and I'll always smell like right behind her ear on her neck right here. And I'll tell her like, "Oh, it, it's going to go down soon. You're <laughs> poofing," and she'll just laugh, right? But like, it's funny because she's even more conscious of that and aware. Yeah. And as I go and do that, sometimes if I'm in the mood, she's like, I'm not poofing right now. Go away. <laughs> and then like, I'll notice like, yeah, you're not poofing right now. Boo. And I'll yeah. get all sad. But, but yeah, man, they do have those periods and you can honestly, if you really tune into your woman, you can pick up on their pheromones, man. It's very interesting. Mm-hmm. I pick up on her pheromones and it does draw me in more. And it, it kind of like brings us in the sync together. And that's a lot of fun, man. Cause then you kind of, remember you kind of said you, Kind of sucks when you're not on the same level. Yeah. But everyone's probably noticed throughout the year in your sex life, you hit these strides mm-hmm. where you guys are just like in sync. Yeah. And those are like the best times ever, right? Like mm-hmm. those are just probably some of the most um incredible experiences you you have intimacy you'll have with your partner when you hit these nice strides because the connection and the intimacy and everything is just right where it needs to be and, and it maintains for a while yeah um and so those that's fun man like that that's that's those are
1: highlights of the year in that intimate department in the bedroomhm that's so good um the i mean you mentioned something too i mean just that that's spelling that like noticing the, that pheromone um as subtle as it may be yet as powerful it is, as it is physiologically that that you experience and the same thing like if i if I get a chance to either cuddle or hold my wife. Um that I mean, that's that's a total turn on. I mean, just just being connected to your partner. And I just think of like how many people get so stuck in the relationship story where they stop touching their partner, right? And just that physical touch. And it doesn't have to be a sexual thing, it can just be touch. And and it's it's this magnetism that you feel. And you said the pheromones are for sure part of that but just with touch alone can you imagine the the amount of physiological neurological changes that are happening in that person just by touching and I, I think we totally take that for granted and especially like you know skin to skin there's 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 so much communication happening you know below our level of awareness or above or whatever and that physical touch with your partner you, like i've told people you know who that are challenged in relationships sometimes the best thing you do is just give a foot massage without any sort of intention that you're gonna it's gonna go anywhere else but just touch your partner if you can if you can get past that you know state of rejection or challenge that you're experiencing and just be in communication through that physical body without sometimes the mental body getting in the way that that's that's beautiful stuff that's beautiful man yeah like just
0: surrender to just what is without any expectation agenda.
1: yeah Because yeah. you're
0: right man i think a lot of us we go into all those things with some form of a mental agenda already oh, let's and be honest yeah yeah, oh, yeah right it's a massive disruptor right that how many times do you go into these things without attachment to the outcome mm-hmm. so i would say that that's probably a good home play yeah
1: i mean i think th- i think like that's that should should uh, that that could be the experience with with sex in itself like this isn't about me this isn't maybe this is a, you know more about giving to the other partner our partner but really this is about us and it's not about the outcome it's not about the ejaculation it's not about even about the orgasm necessarily if there's a challenge and one side or the other but it's really about like can we let go of the outcome and just be like truly just be with this person and and be with the process yeah yeah. yeah. Be with that's the process. That's a great one. Play.
0: We just reinvented sex for everybody. <laughs> Be with yeah. the process, not the result. Yeah. Surrender to no expectation. Mm-hmm. That's a completely
1: different way of looking at it, man. Totally. It's good stuff. Alright, well we're going to have to, like I said, uh, get back into this topic because it's an important one and I think we should bring a, a female expert on and and like I said, a male expert, I think, to to fill in any gaps in this conversation. But uh, these are some of the things that we teach our patients on a very regular basis. It's a very common subject and it's obviously it's something that affects us all. So the more we can know about our hormones or maybe our cycle, um, you know, our, our connection or commitment to connection or commitment to sensuality and, and exp- how we express ourselves the playfulness, all these things are, are important in relationship. I remember that comment that Tommy Rosen said that one time when we had
0: him on our podcast where he's like, if everybody had like a TV on their forehead and you're going around all day and it's like replaying all the things you do in the bedroom with your partner and you're getting to watch other people's behaviors, you'd probably just look at everybody and be like, you too, right? Remember that? Yeah. yeah. So it's funny, like sex is just, it's for some reason, it's taboo to talk about, but you know, I'm glad we talked about it today, man, because- I think it's some, something that everybody thinks about. Mm-hmm. I think it's important to everybody to some degree, right? Um, and I think we can have a healthy relationship with it and get better at it. And, and,
1: and there's always an evolution and growth there for that. Beautiful. All right, guys, thanks so much for tuning in. Uh, thanks for sharing the message. Thanks for writing the comments. And, and if you, and you know, this sort of call out, if you know someone who's an expert in this field, please reach out and connect us because we'd love to take this conversation further. David, always a pleasure, brother. So good to see
0: you again. Love you, brother. Love you guys. Thank you for the listens and we'll see you on the next one. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed today's podcast, please be sure to subscribe to The Dr. Dads and share with your family and friends. You can also follow and interact with Dr. Nick and Dr. David on Facebook and Instagram for a daily dose of inspiration and the latest in health and wellness. Be well.